0: Welcome back, and I really, truly mean it, welcome back to Star Wars in a Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli.
1: I am Jacob.
0: And we are back after almost, after over a month, uh, having been gone with trips, with uh, Jacob and I have been away from town, we've been wrapped up in all sorts of things, uh, but we're finally back with another episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. We're back with season 10, episode 77 of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Um, Jacob, we were discussing this um, before we started recording, but uh, what's the biggest momentous occasion of, of this episode? What have we left behind?
1: We have left behind over the past year and a half, almost two years, our best friend, the fortune cookie, is no more. In any of our content that we're going to watch from here on out, no fortune cookie. uh, That's a that's pretty crazy to say.
0: October 2020 to March 2022.
1: That is that is pretty crazy to say. I feel like we kind of lived in. I at least feel like I've lived and died by by the fortune cookie. Me too, one hundred percent. For for a lot of um, the unpacking of every episode, so it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, we're we're this is so close to to just being a a Star Wars show show again, and not just a, Clone a pure Wars Clone Wars show. Because no, that's what absolutely. it's been yeah,
0: uh, for we're, most we're, of
1: g- most of our uh, time now actually. Yeah. We're going on to I bigger
0: and we're going on to bigger and greater things. Not to say Clone Wars wasn't great, because by all accounts it was.
1: But Clone Wars is freaking fantastic, it, as we will discuss in this it, episode. It's <laughs> awesome,
0: but I will tell you, there was a distinct feel like. Because I remember I watched Old Friends Not Forgotten, and I remember Siege of Mandalore. Awesome arc. I think my favorite arc in this entire series. Has some of my favorite ones in the entire series. But I remember there was a little voice in the back of my mind that 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 um when we looked at uh, Old Friends Not Forgotten thought, oh, this again. Like oh, Clone Wars again. And then I watched Revenge of the Sith, which I actually I will say this, I like the Siege of Mandalore more than I like Revenge of the Sith. Even saying that. I'm like, holy shit, I'm watching Star Wars again. Like, there's something for me about watching a Star Wars film. No shade to any of the shows. Live action, animation, I love them all. No shade to any of that. But there's something about watching a theatrical Star Wars film that just hits different for me.
1: Yeah, I I have to... As much as I love Rebels, I love the Clone Wars. um, Yeah, there's something about it that just... I mean, I mean, especially for me, the prequels, you know, the nostalgia, um, the uh, just the unmistakable visual language, I would say, that um, I think each trilogy in its own right has kind of created. It's it's unmistakable. It's created this unmistakable um, visual style and just style of how it does things. Um, Absolutely. Across across the visuals the dialogue the plot everything um and so it's really nice to to get back into that a little bit
0: yeah and the shows and again no shade to the shows but the shows have this thing where they there are iconic moments in these shows absolutely there are but i can read the script of revenge of the sith in my head practically there are very few things in revenge of the sith that i don't know is going to happen and i get to I get to be like Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, pointing at the screen, saying, Oh my god, there's that, I love that. Or, Oh my god, there's that, I always thought that was a little weird. Or, Oh my god, they're doing that again. Remember remember (laughs) the first time I watched that, they did that for the first time? Um, uh, I will say this, I will say this uh, about some stuff for... um, for some of the notes I took for Revenge of the Sith. And again, we're going to do Siege of Mandalore first. We'll explain our timeline stuff um, when we get into it. But, Jacob, I, I have a little surprise for you. So I think you've heard me refer to this uh, Revenge of the Sith as that one Star Wars movie that is a meme every five minutes.
1: It It is quite literally a meme every, man, even more often than, than five minutes. Yes.
0: Yeah. so I decided to find out exactly how often so i am i am going to i'm tracking the times between every single meme in the movie not every meme (laughs) just every popular meme um and i'm i'm cracking them down i will at the end of our watch along i will average it to see exactly how long how how long how long you have to wait in the film before another meme shows up on average wow (laughs) um i've already done it for the first 25 minutes there are nineteen memes. Nineteen in the first twenty-five that I found. Nineteen. Nearly one a minute. It's bonkers. We re- we, we really we loved it when in the clone wars when we got one in arc. But I just got nineteen in the first twenty five minutes.
1: Yeah, it was insane. I couldn't even I couldn't even keep track of yeah. all of them. Uh, but, it was wild.
0: But either way, uh, before we get into it, I just want to note one thing. Um, we're going to include this link in, in our description. But friend of the show, Meg Dowell, uh, wrote an episode, wrote an article for dorksideoftheforce.com dot um, where she lays out a very, uh, in very interesting and very good way to um, watch. It's the Siege of Mandalore and Revenge of the Sith linking into each other. And Jig and I are following that order. Uh, again, we're going to post the link in the description if any of you want to check it out. Uh, but we watched, first we watched Old Friends Not Forgotten, and second we forgot, and, and, and second we watched uh, Revenge of the Sith, 0-25, to 25, 20, the first 25 minutes at least.
1: Is this uh, in exact chronological order?
0: Roughly, like almost, almost exactly. Yeah.
1: Couldn't get much closer without. Couldn't get much really, closer. Yeah. Really chopping things up and and making it a jarring viewing experience. I yeah, assume. Yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we're gonna All do right. a few weird, weird stuff uh, later in the stuff, but and later in the uh recording sessions. But for now, let's just get into this. Let's get into um old friends not forgotten. Why not? Let's
1: let's let's freaking do it. I'm, so our I'm fortune so glad cookie is back.
0: um oh shit.
1: Oh wait. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Error. Fortune cookie <laughs> not found. Error 404. Instructions unclear. Abandoned ship. Error error. Time to abandon ship! So in Old Friends Not Forgotten, we open with Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting a battle on the planet of Virbana. Major battle. Droids. Clones. Just going at it. Going crazy. Obi-Wan is pinned down. He's outnumbered. This is an Outer Rim siege. By the way, just to just to set the uh, set the stage. Anakin comes in, he does a false surrender, ends up using that as an ambush to be able to break through the droid lines. However, Anakin and Obi-Wan are called back to their capital ship because there is a message from Ahsoka. Ahsoka and Bo Katan board their ship and tell them that Maul is on the on Mandalore. He is in the capital city of Sindari and bo proposes a joint operation between the republic army and the mandalorian Death Watch in order to capture maul and bring him to justice the jedi are skeptical at first but they do decide to go along with this until they get word that um, they must return to coruscant to protect the chancellor because coruscant is under attack um ahsoka is is indignant about this but um but Anakin compromises by splitting the Five O First in half and promoting Rex to commander, um, putting Rex in command of the Five O First and sending Ahsoka as an advisor since she is no longer in the Jedi Order or the Grand Army of the Republic. Um, and before they before they part ways, um, Anakin uh, returns Ahsoka her lightsabers now with a, a new blue hue. Um ahsoka along with the death watch and the grand army of the republic they launch a massive all-out attack on the capital city of sindari um they fight against maul's mandalorian forces they do break through um but they are they are led into the under city um they are led into the under city by gar saxon um where the uh maul's mandalorians and maul make quick work of the clone troopers um and we end basically with Maul saying, "Of course, the iconic line." I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? Very exciting episode. Lots to talk about. Um, you want to just get right into it?
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, the uh, I wanted to, I I found it important to note. I like this bit of trivia that um, the path of the 501st that goes with Ahsoka is called the 332nd Company of the 501st Division just thought that was good to know yeah but we um but we start off with uh did you notice jacob the uh classic a lucasfilm limited production
1: yes i did notice that
0: yeah um i wrote in my notes this is not a this is not a regular the clone wars arc this is a the clone wars theatrical experience yeah um uh and also we start off with not the clone wars theme we start off with the star wars theme
1: yeah they're definitely making it feel less like a show and And more like an animated movie and i i would argue that this would have been better served possibly by making it like a second clone wars movie to kind of
0: i would agree with that yeah
1: bookend bookend the series with the first one um i mean such a such a finale really deserves yeah all the best, especially considering, you know, just the importance of the Clone Wars. Um, it being the kind of the crown jewel of Star Wars for a generation of fans, bringing people in, um, thrilling and captivating kids like me, um, even though I watched it a little bit after it was released, I didn't quite grow up with it, but it still was what really kind of brought me into Star Wars um, in a time when the prequels were kind of in the rearview mirror and the sequels were still just a, a twinkle in Disney's eye um and yeah I'm, I'm really glad that they kind of pep it up and and make a make kind of a, a bit of a special setup for these final episodes because ah the clone wars man i'm i'm at a loss for words having just rewatched it it enhances the prequel so much it just brings so it much depth and humanity so it brings so much love and humanity and depth to the stories that it tells i really yeah. can't um I really can't praise it enough. Yeah, um, it,
0: it's it's great. Uh, you know, I'm a huge, huge Clone Wars fan. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and but like yeah, the the but this, and I'm just a huge fan of Siege of Mandalore in general, and I and I and I love how it enhances, especially Sith, uh, with us knowing what's going on in Revenge of the Sith and knowing what's going on in Siege of Mandalore at the same time. It's great. Um, uh, I'll start with this one. Um, in the opening narration from uh from Tom Kane uh we see Ilsa Secura on Felucia and we see Plo Koon flying above Kate and Amoya where we know they're going to be shot down by their own clones not an hour and a half later
1: yeah it's so weird cool to
0: see that in animation and seeing the chess pieces literally be set like down firmly and getting everybody into their places for revenge of the sith
1: yeah it's it's really chilling um
0: and like there's even that line too um about um shock t going to protect the chancellor which is a holdover from legends and the 2003 genny Tarkovsky clone war stuff
1: yeah
0: um and you know again it's setting the stage and i love how much it sets the stage
1: i love it as well i think um just that, that little bit of exposition of the outer rim sieges it just it hits so much harder now now having rewatched for me rewatched all of the clone wars first time re-watching it all the way through in chronological order yeah it's it's um just the sense of of urgency and and desperation um that revenge of the sith already brings in in its exposition for the outer and sieges is just so enhanced by this sense of the the show telling us look look at everything that we've already been to been through it's all coming down to this like this is it pretty much you know
0: yeah absolutely um and there's this it's interesting there's this uh, and, and you were talking about this as well, like the parallels and it all coming down to this. But and I'm sure we'll get more into this. But there is this full circle aspect of old friends and not forgotten, especially because I do feel like we see a lot, like Urbana. If we want to jump into that right now, Urbana yeah, is Christoph's reverse. Oh my
1: gosh! Thank you. Yes, I was about to say the parallels are. Yeah, it's it's very intentional, yeah. and I love it.
0: It, it's great. I, I love it as well. Um, you know, clones are fighting a battle on a lush foreign world against pretty similar droid forces. Anakin uses an unconventional, yet really genius plan to save the day. The Jedi get pulled aside from a battle to meet Ahsoka. Uh, you know, even the shot where Ahsoka meets R2 in the movie and in the Siege of Mandalore are, like, almost identical. Yeah. Um, And it, it's one of those things that where... It, you can really you can see the you can see how much Ahsoka has changed from the first time she pats R2 on the head to this time.
1: Oh absolutely. You can see it's... the changes
0: not just in Ahsoka, but in Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um and how they've changed in the last few years. They've they've become more mature, they've become less mature, some of them. They've they've been through all of these crippling battles and it's just yeah.
1: it's it's pretty remarkable how much the the characters of the corn wars have have grown between these movies um yeah obviously like you said i love the way the opening battle it just feels like a complete mirror of christophsis the false surrender especially you know obi-wan then anakin now um,
0: I was going to say, I, you know, the, I wrote the, my notes literally, I'm like, Jacob is going to mention that Anakin yeah. commits a war crime here, and yeah. I'm not going to mention it in my notes because I know he'll go off on it.
1: I mean, you know, you know what Anakin would say, right? What? He would say, is it really a war crime if you win? That's true.
0: Also, his, also, his other justification was, you know, did you remember this one They said, the people are starving! If you want to let the people starve for a few minutes longer, Master, then go ahead! yeah but i say we just win this battle
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's It's so savage
0: it's so hilarious
1: it's so hilarious and it's so um emblematic it's such a it's such a good um in in this kind of series which has to kind of put a bow on the clone wars it, it it's so emblematic of their relationship and and it's it's such a good kind of microcosm wrapping up everything that they are in this situation we have Anakin, you know, coming in hot shot, super confident, do whatever it takes to uh to get the job done. And Obi-Wan has kind of he's always been this way. But even since even since um Christophsis, we can see that he's matured to the point where he thinks that unlike Anakin, he thinks he believes victory by any means necessary is no victory at all yeah and he's much more invested in following the the Jedi way and 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 being moral um, much more so i would say than than anakin is yeah i mean I, I guess that goes with what i was saying
0: no absolutely um uh i also think of you know I, I do think it, it has to do a little bit with morality. I also do think it has to do with a bit of and I'm surprised I'm the one bringing this up in the Je- in this episode but the Jedi losing their way
1: um, <laughs> oh, you uh, beat me to the punch yeah I
0: know um, but like I uh, but like, but like there is something like you know a normal strict regimented Jedi would not do something like that. yeah, I'm not talking 100%. about the false surrender I'm just talking about like Anakin's like ridiculous plan. You know who would do that? Someone who's related to him by blood. Like, for example, his son. <laughs> yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you seen this parallel? Um, uh,
1: explain it a little more. I'm, I'm curious.
0: So, uh, uh, Anakin explains his plan to Obi-Wan, and let's just say Obi-Wan says something like, Are you just going to walk out with your laser sword and face down the entire Separatist droid army?
1: Oh, um, yeah, of Flash
0: course. To Luke walking, uh, Flash to Luke asking Ray, what do you think I'm going to walk out with a laser sword and defeat the entire First Order? And then Flash to Luke, of course, doing that in The Last Jedi. Um, you know, both of them have this, like, they just walk out with their lightsaber extended, and they're like, so what are you going to... to the opposing army, and they're like, so what are you going to do? And they try and... Th- they, of course, try to kill him, and uh, both of them have other plans. Um... A lot of people have pointed out... I'm not the first one to make that connection between Luke on Crate and Anakin on Yerbana. But, um, you know, I, I read my notes, you know, Kiadi Bundy couldn't do that. Luminara and Dooley couldn't do that. Mace Windu couldn't do that. Yoda, at some points in his life, I believe, couldn't do that. Yeah. Who could do that? Qui-Gon probably could do that. Ahsoka probably could do that. Luke could probably do that. I believe Rey could probably do that. All of the Jedi who are not afraid to trust their instincts.
1: If I can actually rave for one more moment about this opening battle it's so this show is so beautiful now
0: it really season is.
1: seven this is the clone wars or this is the animation that the clone wars always deserve to have and i know i know that um i think part part of the charm of uh, early clone wars obviously is the uh, is the animation um in my um in my opinion but i can't help but uh i can't help but wonder what some of those early episodes would like if they were if they were remade in you know 20, 20 17, 2018 2019 when this was being made because good golly everything is just jaw dropping the explosions are so beautifully done the lasers the choreography it's so fluid this one detail that i noticed we see this one panning shot of the gunship the republic gunship um go up to the to the cruiser just the way the sun glints off the nose in that moment i i paused it and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna write and i'm gonna gush about this and oh my goodness it's so beautiful
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, it's the animation is incredible, and that slow tracking shot of Obi Wan deflecting that um the that uh, like missile with his lightsaber at the very beginning is just simply a work of art.
1: Yeah, it feels very cinematic.
0: It, oh, it does. Going back it, to
1: what you were saying about this being almost more of a movie that's split into parts.
0: It really is. I saw a um, friend of the show, uh, Trey, uh, from Skywalking Through the League, uh, just talk about on Twitter how he thought that Siege of Mandalore was a Star Wars movie, and I completely agree with him. you want to just jump ahead to the re-meeting of Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, the hologram. What do you make of Anakin's reaction? Because I, f- I found it very, very interesting, um, but I wanted to know if you had any any thoughts specifically.
0: Uh, no, I didn't. I thought Anakin's reaction was perfect. There was a bit of dialogue yeah. later in the episode that I was a little confused about, but we'll get to that when we get to All that. Right, yeah.
1: I think his reaction again, yeah, it was perfect. The way he was, man, for an animated show, the way they, the way they, the, they showed his emotions and just the entire spectrum of of emotions that he went through in the five five seconds that it that it, cut over to him, that was just incredible to me.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's... Anakin's reactions were perfect. Anakin's reactions were perfect, I think. Um, so there's this conversation when they're going to meet Ahsoka um, between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and Anakin goes, you know, I get it now. Ahsoka needed to be where she needed to be. This is where she she was meant to be at this time to take on Maul. And then he's like, aren't you excited? We're gonna take on Maul! And Obi-Wan's like, meh! And, Obi-Wan, and Anakin's like, dude, why are you not more excited about this? And you know, I, there was that whole thing about Jedi letting their emotions cloud their judgment and how they don't want to do that. But come on, Obi-Wan! This guy killed your girlfriend, and then and has a lifetime grudge against you because he, uh, you kill. He killed your master, and then you um, split him in half. This guy, this guy is like basically the textbook definition of your arch nemesis, and you aren't even a little excited to go and hunt him down. I'm not saying letting your emotions cloud your judgment. I'm saying have them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part of what makes Obi Wan great. Is he is kind of The textbook Jedi, so I think it's it's very in character for him to, yeah, to be able to be that that self-aware.
0: I wouldn't say that makes him great. I would say that that
1: maybe that's not what makes him great, but
0: I I would say that that, we have to know that that is what Obi Wan's character is. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what his character is, and whether it's because of that, whether it's in spite of that, whether it's both because and in spite of his um his status as kind of, you know, very, very textbook Jedi, super restrained to a fault, super by the book, oftentimes to the, to a fault. That is, that is his greatness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely a key part of his character. So I I think
1: think it's very in, I think it's very in character to him personally. Yeah,
0: no, I think it's in character. I just, yeah. Um, uh, and let's see anyway. So, um, and then we get to the meeting between Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and Anakin and Obi Wan.
1: Yeah, this meeting. This is where it gets. This is where it gets really crazy. It um, gets
0: really heated, and Bocatan describes how she knows that Maul is on Mandalore and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure there's a, there's lines that stick out to you from this scene, but the line that automatically sticks out to me from this scene is when she said. Something like, this is what my sister would have wanted. I thought she meant something to you.
1: Yeah. I think it just said um, something about, like... I, I don't think the first part she said. I think it was just, like, I thought my sister... It was something about Obi-Wan. She knew that Obi-Wan and her sister had a special connection. And then she yeah. just kind of used that to try and... Yeah,
0: I thought she meant something to
1: you. Yeah, I thought she meant something to you.
0: And it hurts it really hurts
1: yeah you can see the pain white.
0: yeah no absolutely
1: yeah. you can see the pain in, in obi-wan's face when she when she says that um it's a really beautifully beautifully done scene um man they and yeah i mean the clone wars never hesitates to make a to make obi-wan hurt star wars in general um
0: 110
1: seems to just love to to put obi-wan through as as much pain as uh i mean he's up there with um some of these some of the characters that kind of go through the most in star wars Um, oh
0: yeah obi-wan and and the show is better for
1: it the show is better for it as much as i sometimes wish wish they would come a break um yeah what was interesting to me First of all, Bocatan's line where she ruefully says, um, What's, "What's one, one more?" War? Yeah, it, it it just the way you know the Republic, the jedi have been drawn into so many wars, you know.
0: And just and and yeah. and Bocatan says, "What's one more?" Yeah. yeah, I know she's such a great character, isn't she?
1: <laughs> yeah, she she is a she is a great character in some ways. <laughs> um, to some I... people, for sure. <laughs> Um,
0: i'm just tell- i'm just saying that to piss you off really <laughs> i i know i know
1: dude dude you got my number i've said i've said too much about about boket i've spoken i've spoken too much about bokeh you've, you've i got mean like number.
0: this is a this is a, this is a perfect balancing act, um act for us uh with 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 characters because it because one of the main heroes in this arc is bokeh and one of the main villains yeah. of this arc is maul i know so, so this is so this is great
1: like we both we both have our uh we both have our our thing that tests us to to look past yeah. i mean and, and it's I harder think, for yeah. me
0: i'm going to say it's harder for me because maul is actually genuinely good in this like putting aside my biases maul is genuinely good in this arc in a way that yeah. bokatan isn't mostly because he's the main villain and she's not the main hero
1: yeah i mean i don't think bokatan i don't think she's a terrible character by any means i just think the way they the way they use her what what the writers kind of want her to be uh, feels inconsistent. And honestly I just I just dislike her in universe, you know?
0: Yeah. No. Um I my, my there was I, I, I get that. Um there's also that line and I think this really explains Bog really well when they're flying down to the to Mandalore in the L.A.A.T. slash I carrier. And she's she's talking uh, via hologram to Almec is who she's yeah. talking to. And 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 Alma goes. The people are going to turn against you once they see you have Republic support. And her next line is the best. Yeah. I'm fine with that.
1: That is a that is a that is a great line.
0: And that perfectly describes her character. Just because yeah. she sides with the heroic characters does not mean she's a hero herself. Yeah. She does not have. she, she, she she's not doing things for the right reasons. She's doing yeah. re- good things, but she's not doing them for the good reasons.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's my problem with her, uh... Because going back to, you know, she obviously makes that big emotional appeal to, um, to Obi-Wan for help.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's my problem with that, you know, she says, oh, Maul, he's destroying my people. It's crazy that she acts like the Republic owes her help, because while Maul has been destroying her people, for the past, what, year, six months? Pot meat cattle a
0: little bit?
1: Yeah, the Death Watch has spent the last few decades trying to destroy the Jedi and subjugate every single uh, culture and people that have the misfortune of living on a planet near Mandalore. You know, I know this is the same Bo-Katan who helped... uh, Set fire to an the village, village, village on because the because the chief of the village what's asked that, them to stop what's that slaves mean? from them. Carlac, Carlack. wow, she, good, I, pull. good pull, good I pull. I know she remembers that from Carlac, um, but yeah, there's a little bit of <laughs> damn. That's an indictment think, annoying, right there. That's an indictment. Yeah, that, that's just the annoyingness yeah. to me of kind of.
0: I mean, there there's also like the yeah. whole like the. Uh, there's also like I'm thinking of Cad Bane's line in um, yeah in Book of Boba Fett the final episode
1: Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the
0: Empire and everybody's like bitch what
1: yeah I mean (laughs) yeah to be fair I think this is not necessarily I think just the way it's framed here makes it seem genuine even if it may not be so i think it's a little bit i don't know clearly she is very adept at trying to get what she wants and she doesn't really care if she has to break a few eggs at the same time she is also very righteous and, and sees herself as a, a righteous uh, hero for mandalore so yeah it's tough to tell whether this falls in manipulation or a uh, delusion but either way um interesting character not my favorite yeah leave it for now
0: okay that's fine again um that's fine uh let's see um so i want to talk about this actually um do you want to talk about the 332nd company with the helmets or do you want to oh yeah okay that's such a such a moment right there yeah such a moment man such a moment
1: i feel like i'm saying that a lot in this episode because I mean, it's, true. it's true there, for everything there's
0: there, the moments in this episode the emotional beats in this episode work yeah. all of them work
1: yeah they're just this is the writers saying okay you know what you know what these characters have been through a lot we're, we're gonna throw you guys a bone we're gonna we're gonna yeah. give you some closure 100%. we're gonna we're gonna put some put some pretty bows on some things uh, yep. just this once just this once
0: <laughs> um just this once just this once uh, yeah, the Ahsoka seeing that um, the clones' helmets are all painted like her face tattoos, walking out, loyalty means everything to the clones, as Anakin says. Uh, they keep referring to her, um, Thanks, Rex, you don't need to call me Commander anymore. Sure thing, Commander. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. Captures the essence of their relationship so well. I want to talk about this. The conversation that Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, and Anakin have... Right before the alarms go off, and they have to rush off to fight in the Battle of Coruscant.
1: Alright, let's talk about it.
0: So, I always found this dialogue a little bit weird. Because I feel like Ahsoka was being a little harsh. Mm, Honestly. Like, you know, Obi-Wan was saying to her that, like, you know...
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: The, the, the Chancellor could be kidnapped. We need to protect the Republic. We need to do all that kind of stuff. And ah- Ahsoka's like, ah- Ahsoka's like, Lady bo and her people need your help. And this is why people didn't trust the Jedi. They're playing politics. And I'm like, you know, and, 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 Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan's like, you know, the people of Coruscant need our help too. And she's like, no, the Chancellor needs your help. And I'm like, okay, Ahsoka, like, I understand if you don't agree with him, but, like, this one seems pretty important. I'm not saying it's more important than Mandalore, but Coruscant is home, I believe, to one trillion people. Yeah. And it's under attack by the Separatists. And, you know, like, it's one of those lines where, where, I don't know if you remember this line from the Bad Bash uh, show, Tech says, understanding you does not mean I have to agree with you. And that feels like a very Ahsoka quote, except for this one moment where she's like, this is why people don't trust the Jedi. I'm like, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird argument. Ahsoka has a good point that people are losing faith in the Jedi.
0: Absolutely, I and just think that they think are becoming
1: a tool of the Republic. But yeah, I agree, Obi-Wan is right. I'm not saying I mean, Obi-Wan's right, I'm
0: saying Ahsoka is being yeah. weirdly harsh and using it in just, like,
1: yeah, I think a Obi really strange more. I mean, moment. Given the information that they have, given yeah. they don't know Palpatine's a Sith Lord, they yeah. don't know... Yeah, given the information they himself, have, I think
0: Obi-Wan's more right.
1: Why wouldn't they help, why wouldn't they rush to defend the heart of the Republic and this massively popular morale-boosting leader who's kind of keeping the Republic together? Why wouldn't they help protect that against a massive strike? Why would they neglect yeah. that? No, absolutely. Of launching, they would neglect. Ah, Ahsoka would have them neglect that in favor of launching an invasion of a neutral planet based on the word of a terrorist who previously tried to kill Jedi. Even if the siege is successful, in the end, even if they yeah. apprehend them all afterwards, they would be handing Mandalore over to Bo Katan, who, as far as they know, is just a dangerous anti-Jedi, anti-republic. Um, extremist with a long history of you know terror tactics yeah. and brutality yeah so I just don't understand why Ahsoka would expect them to to go yeah, along yeah. with that obviously she knows bo a bit more she knows that there's there's more to the story um she's yeah. they've gotten to know each other um but but yeah I, I can't help but kind of feel feel more like um like Obi-Wan's kind of mm-hmm. got my uh got my sympathy on this one
0: and obi-wan can be rather cold and obi-wan can be rather distant as is the way of most jedi of the time um and i believe it or not i actually do think in most of these scenarios i think ahsoka provides the better argument than obi-wan does yeah but this one is just like you know and i don't want to make it sound like i hate ahsoka or anything ahsoka is one of my favorite characters and it's because i like her so much as a character that this felt so off to me I agree. um and it, and it it's it's really strange but whatever um i also like um
1: it's kind of for me it's kind of like yeah i know i know you've spent some time on mandalore you've spent some time with bo katan you've had your experience at this mall but uh, why is she suddenly all in on on mandalore and and bo katan i don't i don't quite understand
0: yeah i don't i don't doesn't i don't quite really make sense either um but uh moving on uh, if you're ready to move on. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, um Obi-Wan's I, I do like how Obi-Wan says, Hey, one thing about Maul before you go, he doesn't <laughs> stay dead. I really like the whole like Obi-Wan's managed to get a little clip out, never Soka. Hey, yeah. even though we disagree with this, I still care about you. I still yeah. love you. Um and
1: Yeah, it is definitely a, a good moment for um for Obi-Wan and, and similarly when Ahsoka uh, this is the last time they'll ever see each other. Yeah. Especially she calls out, she says, hey, good luck.
0: Um yeah, and, by and the and,
1: fact that she was kind of icing him for yeah, a while.
0: Yeah. Um and that's the last time Anakin and Ahsoka will see each other until Rebels season two. What do you got next for this episode?
1: Um I think I want to go back and look at how Ahsoka kind of is a little bit obviously anakin he's like oh ahsoka how are you where have you been he's very um he's like very happy to see her and she is much more reserved and she keeps kind of avoiding like catching up with him as a friend she says oh we need to you know we, we we need to um we need to focus on the mission there's no time to waste um what do you make of that do you did you see any any um intriguing things there because i was i was kind of surprised that's always a surprising factor to me i'm not sure if maybe ahsoka is just kind of cautious of all the jedi and, and even though she knows anakin was kind of in her corner during the trial debacle she still she still kind of has some some resentment for him or something um I would
0: describe it what do as you make cautious that? I would describe it as hurt So you think
1: th- she feels she feels hurt even by Anakin?
0: I mean I think she feels hurt by the Jedi in general and I think Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure.
0: She and I, I don't think she feels as hurt towards Anakin, but there standing before her are two reminders of who she used to be. Yeah. And what her destiny was going to be before nobody trusted her anymore. You know, yeah. she says to Anakin in that meeting with bo and Obi-Wan, well, I see you cert- two certainly haven't changed. <laughs> and yeah. the implication is, unlike me, unlike me, I've changed. I've moved on with my life. I have found greater pursuits. I've found greater things to move on to. But you are the same as I left you a year ago.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe it is. She just there's so much hurt that she can't help but be uh, be reserved, even if it's not directly. Even if it's not directed at Anakin.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: What do you make of? Um, obviously, it's it's a uh, very telling that Anakin. You know, he kept Ahsoka's lightsabers. He's, he seemed like it seemed like he was just waiting for her yeah. to come back, and so he could give them back to her. Yeah. What do you make of the fact that he turned them blue?
0: I'm not a huge fan of it because... Without her asking. I,
1: Without asking her, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting... It's
0: an interesting decision. I My my justification for that in the universe is that he got the crystals he got. You know, like, there's no, like... I don't think the Jedi can control the color of their blade.
1: Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think
0: he got the crystals that he was able to get. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So you, you think he he had to rebuild her lightsabers or? Is well, I I'm well missing? I think the
0: crystals at least he had to redo.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe that's why. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you need to switch out the crystal or something. Who you knows? So.
0: Yeah, I I I really I, yeah. I, I really do believe that. Um yeah. and yeah, I would have preferred them green myself because Ahsoka just looks natural with green. And I love green and I love Ahsoka. Um, and I like it when the characters I like get the lightsaber colors that I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I- I'm not a huge fan of it, but whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm kind of ambivalent about it, but I do think it's cool how perhaps it it symbolizes how you know Anakin um has kind of left a part of himself with ahsoka yeah and you know we're seeing his journey i don't think he ever really gets that back
0: absolutely she he i don't think he gets it back either and we'll talk um about uh we'll talk about um shoot um we'll talk about the they are picking up her lightsaber in the snow all those years later when we got to Victor in death but yeah anakin left that little part of him with her um now are we uh let's get down to the let's get down to the uh, the first siege of mandalore what do you say
1: yeah let's do it
0: um so i want to talk to you about star wars rebels because there are a bunch of star wars rebels characters in this um uh mostly mandalorians uh you i'm sure you saw young Gar saxon and vanessa marshall voiced rook cast uh leading mole's forces i'm sure you saw um ursa ren uh who might be pregnant at that, this point actually believe it or not
1: yeah i mean that was that was a great reference i thought
0: yeah um that, that's the crazy thing. Ursula Wren might be fighting while pregnant. Yeah. Not with Sabine, I mean, though. Not with
1: Sabine. I mean, they're Mandalorians. Yeah, They I probably, know. They probably like, Mandalorian pregnant women probably do like six hours a day of hand-to-hand combat until they are literally delivering their baby. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, that is what we've been told about Mandalorians. 100%. I would, I would not be surprised I, sure. at all if yeah. she's going into battle while yeah. pregnant. Because yeah. that's just something that it seems like mandalorians would do to be honest
0: yeah seems like that to me as well um but i found out um while doing some research that actually tristan's younger than sabine
1: really so does sabine have any other siblings
0: no i think she she might be pregnant with tristan is what i'm saying
1: oh sabine has already been sabine's already born sabine Sabine was older than yeah sabine's older than ezra at least and ezra was born on the original empire day yeah Yeah. which is revenge of the
0: sith Um, yeah. Uh, and, no, Sabine was born in 21 BBY, and this is 19, so... Sabine's 2, um, which is weird to think about. Um, yeah. Um, another Clone Wars movie parallel. In the Clone Wars movie, on Teth, Ahsoka races Rex to the top. In this, in The Siege of Mandalore, Ahsoka races Rex to the bottom
1: yeah it's a it's it's a pretty great um parallel especially considering top the race to the top versus the the race to the bottom just considering you know in the back of our minds we we know how this is gonna end unfortunately Uh, yeah so it's a that's a great parallel there um yeah this 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 the, the siege of mandalore these initial action scenes they're just so beautiful so well put together the choreography is so fluid uh, one of the many points that really jumps out to me as a marker of of just how long or of just what a long way the clone wars has come
0: yeah absolutely it's 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 we're really coming full circle um and you know uh rex obviously has that great line of some things never change yeah beautiful beautiful everything it needs to be um and then we should probably get to the Undercity, the Undercity of mandalore yeah. which felt very uh like thriller-esque to me there's a, there was a lot of like you know sneaking oh, yeah. around and all that kind of stuff um
1: i love the the suspense that we get as soon as we the creepy mysterious anticipation as soon as they drop down into those tunnels um yeah, it's it's pretty great.
0: It's great. I I think it's I think I think it's awesome. Uh, I, I and you know there is of course that infamous line. Yeah. Hey, was hoping for can you be? Why are you here? Yeah. To end off the episode, going into the Phantom Apprentice, but we can't talk about the Phantom Apprentice right now because we have to get to. Star Wars, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. War. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid lear, General Grievous has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital, with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Dot, 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 In the first 25 minutes of Revenge of the Sith, Anakin and Obi-Wan undertake a daring rescue, um, mission to save Chancellor Palpatine from the clutches of Count Dooku and General Grievous. Um, they emerge at the Battle of Coruscant. Obi-Wan has some trouble with buzz droids, um, and- but eventually they make it onto the Invisible Hand, and they get up to, uh, the observation platform where the Chancellor is being held. They meet up with Count Dooku, who immediately knocks Obi-Wan out, and Anakin duels him until he finally bests the Sith Lord um, and, and cuts off his arms, um, Palpatine tells Anakin to kill Dooku, which Anakin eventually does, um, and, uh, they, they manage to escape, uh, with Palpatine, uh, in their, in their custody, Anakin and Obi-Wan, until they're eventually, uh, captured by General Grievous, who, uh, who takes them in and captures them through the use of ray shields. Um, Grievous is holding them for a little bit, and then R2-D2 creates this, this distraction, and there engages a huge fight on the invisible hand, um, with eventually Grievous throwing a Magna Guard's electro staff at the window, shattering it to escape um, and, and jettison an escape pod to a nearby trade federation capital ship. Meanwhile, Anakin and Obi-Wan maneuver the crashing ship which eventually breaks off a half of it um, to landing on Coruscant, where they're finally um, greeted and welcomed as heroes. I think that's pretty good, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah. What, what else? Yeah. This is a crazy, crazy opening it's for nuts. the movie, it's, goes without saying. It's
0: crazy. Let's get into it, frankly.
1: I think, I think this may be the most chaotic possibly opening to any star wars movie i know i know there are generally the movies that follow a more expositiony opening and ones that yeah. are much more chaotic and I, I i know which side of the spectrum i should say relatively expositioning because yeah. even movies like new hope where it's a little bit more calm and measured have some it's craziness happening yeah. right off the bat but this one, we know which side of the spectrum it falls on, and it is absolutely glorious.
0: Absolutely, I mean, I, I'd say Rise of Skywalker is up there with this one.
1: Yeah, um. I mean, the, the heroes on both sides There are heroes on both sides. There's evil everywhere. Some of these lines, I think, I think, I think, were one of the parts of the experience for me that had changed the most, having coming out of watching all the way through the clone wars and thinking about this yeah in terms of the clone wars
0: i want to ask you something actually about some of those lines most of those yeah. lines make a lot of sense to me war is great all that kind of stuff urgency blah 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 yeah yeah Republic's kind of really never attacked by there are heroes on both sides were there
1: i mean I think you can look at the episode here on both heroes on both sides. You know, you have people like like Mina Bonteri. Yeah. And it's a little bit mystifying in the context of Revenge of the Sith. It itself, really is
0: because you cause know I can't why? really think Mina Bonteri is, is dead not
1: here. Yeah,
0: who are they talking about? As
1: yeah, it heroes. definitely is. Surely a bit mystifying. not
0: Grievous, who they described as the fiendish droid leader. Yeah. Not a paragraph later. And this yeah, is not me trying to critique. I'm like, who are the heroes on the Separatist side? Like, who do the Separatists look up to as heroes? I know Dooku maybe a little bit, but, like, you know... Who yeah, are
1: it's, the it's heroes an interesting choice. Side? It's a choice that they made. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure what they thought, but, I mean, in the context of the Clone Wars, you know, we have Mina Bontari, we have some other instances of... A lot more moral ambiguity evil everywhere obviously the yeah. chancellor um evil everywhere
0: is great because the republic people, is very corrupt as well
1: yeah the republic is incredibly corrupt you have um you have people like tarkin you have people like um pong krell so that that one to me makes uh that one to me makes more sense
0: yeah um let's see um and uh, I love that it describes um, Coruscant as besieged while the siege yeah. of Mandalore is going on. I think that's perfect. Yeah,
1: that is, that is pretty funny. It's
0: an unintentional coincidence. That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, what do you think of this crawl in terms of crawls, like in terms of movie crawls? Where do you think it is?
1: In terms of movie crawls, um, that's not something I put. That's not something I've really actually paid attention to enough to to say. Um, this is a, a a movie crawl that i particularly like or dislike um but i definitely think that the heroes on both sides line doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of the movie but it is improved once we see the clone wars once we see the scope of the conflict and how much more kind of more ambiguity is introduced but other than that it's a little bit uh confusing
0: yeah for me i would say it's probably in the middle there are some crawls, like, there are some crawls, like, the Attack of the Clones crawl I don't think is as good as this one. Um, I don't like Attack of the Clones as much as this one. I don't like, I like, I'd say this in Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens are on par pretty much. They're all okay crawls. But, like, A New Hope's crawl is iconic. The Empire yeah. Strikes Back crawl is incredible. The Rise of Skywalker's crawl is one of my personal favorites. It's not at the level of any of those.
1: Yeah, it's 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 middle of the pack. It's I'd it's say.
0: fine. War is great, you know. Like um, the war exclamation is great. The uh, evil is everywhere is great. The desperate mission is great. But it doesn't rise to the whole. It's a period of civil war, rebel starships, you know, that kind of stuff. From yeah, the book. it's not quite or as... dark time for the rebellion. Shit's going down. A vampire strikes back. Or the dead speak. Palpatine's back, motherfuckers. uh, of the rise of Skywalker. Um,
1: it's not uh, yeah it's not quite as it's not quite as poetic as as some of the best um yeah but yeah it's still great. Moving on now to the battle. I think the opening shot is incredible. Um yeah. one of my favorite moments of any Star Wars movie, you know. The dazzling sunrise, yep. that brief moment of of just calm beauty and then, followed by just the utter chaos no, 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 of wait, panning down to this massive battle.
0: You, you missed the most important part. What I miss. It it down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will bum, never not bum. be able to hear the
0: boom yeah. like drums are like yeah. iconic the drum, to me. Yeah,
1: kind of like the you know, the dr- the drum beats always kind of associated with with war and, and yeah. battle in Star Wars. It's- and this is no exception. Yeah, and then just the way also that Anakin and Obi Wan's starfighters are are perfectly in unison. Um, it's it's a heartbreaking way. That's one of the last times that we're gonna see this this amazing, lovable duo when they're in sync before they uh before Anakin you know, goes to the dark side.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's awesome, I think it's like, I, 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 the, the opening of Revenge of the Sith is iconic for me, um, yeah, I, know absolutely. It, I know, it, I know Revenge of the Sith gets criticized a lot for its overuse of CGI and its visual effects, but, like, think about how much effort was put into yeah. just that opening battle in two thousand freaking five, yeah, like, that would be ridiculous by today's standards. Yeah. But this was 17 years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, what do you think about the visuals? Because to me, obviously, like I said, I think the visuals are helped by the fact that, A, for many people, and for, like, for me, just super near and dear to my heart, nostalgia factor of thinking back to when I was watching these movies for the for the first time just getting into star wars as a as a as a much younger person um but i think they 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 honestly looking at it the the cgi everything is honestly aged much better than i thought it would i agree watched with this you, movie actually. in a long time
0: i agree with you i think the cgi is aged fine
1: like i think i think it's i think it looks very good i, I think, think it it's definitely aged the best of any of the the prequels
0: i mean Um, i don't think it's aged like perfectly or anything but like i think it's aged fine
1: it's not aged perfectly but compared to compared to what i was kind of expecting it to be um i thought it was i thought it was pretty darn great to be honest
0: yeah i i thought it was so maybe
1: not quite as slick as as today's standards but um it was very beautiful yeah it was very um, beautiful.
0: Let me talk about the memes. Let me talk about the memes. Oh, gosh, um, yeah. So, so again, I'm recording every single major meme I found. 19 in the first 25 minutes. Let's talk about the first two I found. Three minutes, 47 seconds in. And it's fitting that this is the first meme. Yeah. I see them. This is where the fun begins. <laughs> Need yeah. I say more? And yeah. then, um, and then, of course, um, uh... Anakin's circling around the starfighter and he shoots him and he goes come on R2 and he goes we got him R2 yeah
1: another classic
0: yeah Um, those are the first two um, uh, from when they're in space Um, I also like the did you notice the Anakin the Obi-Wan line to Anakin uh, you're gonna get us both killed yeah yeah (laughs) Um, which is also a line Anakin says to R2 um, in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Which I was thinking about the similarities between those and how interesting that is, yeah. Um, uh, what do you got for the space battle, or should we get on to the invisible hand?
1: The space battle? Um, I think... I like the space battle more than I had previously. Um personally I think that I didn't really notice it for the rest of the uh for the rest of the movie, at least the part that we watched for today. But I thought that the dialogue was a bit clunky if I'm being honest. I don't know what you thought about this. Um It's fine compared to how some people make it out to be. It's not it's not some great atrocity but something about just the the pacing between the the lines it just it just feels stilted. i'm not i'm not sure about it did you notice that at all or am i just am i just uh getting in uh getting in very deep here
0: mm, i didn't really think i i didn't think like, i think the dialogue felt weird other places but i actually thought the space battle was pretty good really um, all right the where, place where i thought it was got really weird was when they were landing the invisible hand Mm, Like, I really want you to tell me, what the hell does 8 plus 60 mean?
1: Excellent question. Obi-Wan, for those of
0: you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, Obi-Wan, while he's landing the ship, goes, while while Anakin's landing the ship, by the way, Obi-Wan's not co-piloting the ship, he just go. he just says out loud, 8 plus 60? What is that? What kind of calculation is he doing? why and what like you know like what i really wish it's just one of those
1: things i think it's just it's just one of those things one of those just one of those little oddities that you get in star wars especially in the prequels yeah it's it's weird i don't understand how this is happening so i know i i actually didn't i actually didn't pick up on that um
0: eight plus sixty it's always been something that's annoyed me actually um Did you notice, by the way, I love this too, like, did you notice, um, going into the Invisible Hand? You know how, did you notice how Anakin and Obi-Wan leap out of their starfighters and immediately pull out their lightsaber and start, lightsabers and start swinging? Yeah. And then in the elevator, did you notice how they killed their last battle droid in the same stance and then turned off their lightsaber at the exact same time?
1: Yeah. I battle think it's has just
0: become so mechanized for them. They've become so yeah. used to war that it's like brushing their teeth or something.
1: Yeah, it's like brushing their teeth. The the I love the just the nonchalance which with they were taking down these um these B1s, you Scores know. Just, of
0: battle droids, yeah.
1: Just busting out the craziest lightsaber moves just like it's nothing. You're absolutely right that war's unfortunately it becomes second nature to them. also just the way that they're in sync. Like it just makes what, what comes next all the more tragic, you know, seeing how they really are inseparable. They kind of, they, they finish each other's sentences uh, metaphorically uh, speaking and they, uh, they finish off each other's battle droids, literally speaking. Um, so yeah, it just kind of, it, it just, i like how something i'm noticing more is how that kind of leads up to the great uh the great betrayal of of what comes next
0: yeah um there's there's some great stuff with this um this is actually one of my favorite bits of dialogue here i sense come i sense a trap next move spring the trap
1: yeah i know that was that's one of my favorites as well you just what i love about this is obi-wan he's trying to act the part he's trying to you know be this this model jedi you know he's always disapproving of of anakin um being the renegade and yet he he can't help but also enjoy himself just a uh, yeah. tad. Yeah. And he the, can't help the, it. The
0: chemistry between those two, I think yeah. is great, honestly. I think the chemistry between Hayden and Ewan, and I'm glad we get to see the chemistry between Hayden and Ewan right now because we get to...
1: Yeah, obviously that's yeah, yeah that's coming very soon again. A
0: month, almost a month for Kenobi. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh,
1: yeah, it makes me wish that we'd get more Ewan of is Ewan also is so good when he's playing happy Obi Wan when he's playing irreverent Obi Wan. Oh
0: yeah,
1: I wish we. I I don't expect to get a lot of that in Kenobi. No, unfortunately frankly. Not, no. Um, so I really wish that we'd we'd seen more of that in the prequels because Agreed. it is it is so delightful. Um, yeah. not only because Ewan McGregor, you know doing what he does with a with a lot of skill and and charisma to bring Obi-Wan to life but knowing what Obi-Wan's going through it is it feels like when you it feels like when I see Obi-Wan smile that's one of those characters where that feeds my soul oh, know, we absolutely. all have, we all have characters like that um, I have a right. lot of them in Star Wars yeah, Ray is one of yours. I think. Yeah. I think maybe Kanan is another one of mine. Dune boy. Yeah, we all we all have uh, <laughs> we all have those characters that are uh, no Squidward. Good for your soul. That's how I would describe. Uh, that's how I would describe those rare moments of of happy Obi Wan.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, we got in the elevator. We have three memes. Three memes in the elevator. Uh, Anakin jumps out out of the elevator and Obi-Wan go- just goes my favorite one of my favorite lines always on the move yeah. um, and then <laughs> always um, on the move and then my one of my personal favorite memes from Render the Sith actually ought to stop we need to be gang up yeah. which is I mentioned this on a radio rebe- the radio rebellion trivia stream but whenever things don't go well for me I always say to myself ought we need to gang up not down Um, Also, when Obi-Wan, when Anakin jumps down and Obi-Wan goes, Oh, it's you! (laughs) Three memes in one minute, that was. Three memes in one minute. Um, Yeah, uh, love that stuff. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Good uh, stuff.
0: Yeah, also, speaking of dialogue that shouldn't work but does, uh, well, r 2 is no loose wire jokes. Did I say anything? He's trying. I didn't say
1: anything. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that just
0: shouldn't that's work. The, but that's the kind of
1: thing that makes me happy as well when you just have Anakin and Obi-Wan, as much as they are brothers, I also love it when they just act like an old married couple. Yeah. I love the parallel of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan facing the Destroyers at the end of the hallway in The Phantom Menace, with Anakin and Obi-Wan facing them in I adore that
0: too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because um, I think it it just it just begs it just begs the uh the viewer yeah. um to to ask, you know, what if it was Anakin and Qui-Gon? Yeah. What yeah. if Qui-Gon was was still there? And that's the most heartbreaking yeah. prospect. But also
0: like, you know, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, and I don't mean to insult them or anything or say they're not powerful Jedi, they are but notice how much they were struggling against the Droidicas in um in phantom menace they yeah. like 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 it was it wasn't like it wasn't like they were gonna get gunned down by the Droidicas, because but like they were like oh, okay 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 but anakin and obi-wan it's boom 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 it's not yeah. a challenge anymore because this is their life day in day out for the last three yeah
1: days. they're they're just used to this kind of heavy yeah. warfare constantly yeah.
0: Yeah, which is, is a great is another great parallel. Um, yeah, let's go to Duku and Anakin versus Obi Duku and Anakin versus Obi Wan. Anakin's already joined the dark side here. Uh, Duku <laughs> versus Obi Wan and Anakin. Let's do it. Um, we have three memes in this scene. Um, uh, before uh Anakin manages to f- defeat Duku, um, uh, get help. You're no match for him. He's a Sith Lord, Chancellor Palpatine. Sith Lords are our specialty.
1: <clears throat> I don't think Obi Wan thought that line through. Yeah. I'm going to say it. <laughs>
0: also, um,
1: I'll be the first to admit. Yeah,
0: also, um, They start their duel. I've been looking forward to this. My power. And then, the, and then the second one is My powers have doubled since the last time we met. Count. Good. Twice the pride, double the fall. But what do you think of this duel? I will say this. What do you think of this duel?
1: Uh, I love this duel. I think um the Anakin line makes more sense, although it is still a bit more nonsensical, given that now we've had um, you know, obviously only a couple months ago their uh their duel on uh oh gosh, what's the pike planet?
0: Uh Obadiah.
1: Only yeah, their duel on Obadiah only a couple months ago. But I think I think um, given how Anakin, you know, in in, in some ways his power is increasing exponentially, even though it's only been a couple months, given that he is really kind of letting himself just fall off the wagon and really give into his anger and rage, because that's kind of the only way he can touch Dooku in a fight.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's that line, of course. Uh, I sense much fear in you, young Skywalker. Yeah. You have hate, you have anger, but you don't use them. Yeah, I think I'm a bit more lukewarm on this duel, um, as you and Connor found out in that tier list episode, where you yeah. both were mortally offended by my <laughs> hate. I'm sorry yeah. about that, but anyway.
1: Never apologize.
0: Yep, uh, whatever, I don't care. Um, no, no, I, I'm still offending Connor with the V-Wing take, uh, trust <laughs> me. Uh, but, uh, through, uh, I will say, I think I like the pace of the duel better once Obi-Wan's taken out. Once Obi-Wan takes yeah. out, taken out, the duel gets way more intense, I feel like. Um, also, can we talk about maybe one of the weirdest deliveries of any word in this movie? When, oh when, 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 when some, when, I think it's when, um. When Obi Wan pushes Dooku, Force pushes Dooku, and 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 goes.
1: Oh yeah, that very very interesting. uh, Why? Very interesting delivery. Really not sure what that's about.
0: Yeah. Um. And then we get to the scene where Anakin cuts off Dooku's arms, and then he does our famous cross lightsabers, um, (laughs) which to me is the intertwining of his light and dark side destinies. Yeah. You know, it's. the um, it, it is the two paths that Anakin has been battling between all all of this time, coming to a head and crossing blades and you know, they're crossing destinies. You know, his his feelings, his emotions, his relate his path to the dark side, his path to light are coming together in this crucial moment.
1: Absolutely, hundred um, percent. It's 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 a it's an incredible moment. <laughs> it goes without saying. Um yeah just the Um, ferocity that anakin brings once obi-wan goes down absolutely is incredible um it's so cool how you know even after the first couple of blows you know dooku when you have that pause he seems a bit more uneasy he can maybe maybe it seems to me like he can sense anakin's growing power and the way that anakin's inhibition is waning the way that there's less and less preventing him from just Fully tapping into his his rage and and using that to fuel his uh, his combat. Yep. What about Dooku's reaction to Palpatine's betrayal? Because that yeah, look...
0: the look on oh his face, gosh. the look on Dooku's face is brilliant.
1: I can just imagine everything that's flashing through his head, all his hard work. My favorite his thing. Life is, as a Jedi, a Sith. My favorite thing is, bel-
0: is, is is you know we talked about a Clone Wars trope that we talked about a lot is the whole pawns stuff where Dooku taught holograms one of his pawns and, yeah. and 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 uh, they're like yeah Dooku everything's going fine everything's going fine and Dooku's like yeah, they better be or I'll have your skin for it Like, I wonder if in that moment Dooku's thinking of Mirage Sintel of Osi Sobek, of Sanjay Rash of, Lish, of Rich Lou, of Rift Hansen of all the people he's manipulated as a pawn or of Endente yeah. in the Crystal Prices arc yeah. and he's like oh shit I'm one of them too.
1: Yeah, I think you know. He thinks that he's trying to turn Anakin to the dark side because Anakin will go destroy the Jedi or whatever. But Dooku's last action, he thought that Anakin was the pawn, but it was really him. him The entire time, it's incredible. Um,
0: I mean, Anakin is a pawn in a different way, but like you know, (coughs) yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean, I I need to reference two memes in this section. Of course. First one. Good Anakin, good, and of course the second one, kill him, kill him now. I shouldn't say it with me, everyone. Kill Do me. it. I can't explain to you how much of an icon that's become on the internet.
1: Yeah, like I don't know, it's it's it's, it's takeable. I, I was
0: saying, like you know, like of all of the nerd, like inner geekdom, geek movies out there, I think. There are only two that rival Revenge of the Sith in terms of internet popularity: Zack Snyder's Justice League and Avengers: Infinity War. Like, can you think of two geek movies the the internet loves loves three geek movies they love the internet loves more than Zack Snyder's Justice League, Infinity War, and Revenge of the Sith? Also, this is the other one. I I I find this line interesting. It is only natural. He cut off your arm. You wanted revenge. Yeah. The Palpatine scale doesn't even work within its own logic because, by its own logic, Anakin shouldn't. It should have just cut. Like, the revenge for cutting off somebody else's arm is not killing them, it's cutting off their arm. But on, this is Anakin Palpatine and Palpatine, Palpatine we're talking you, about. Yeah, no, this is Anakin and, like No, absolutely. And this is the, what, what makes. The Palpatine Anakin relationship and Palpatine's manipulative quality is so great is that he's make he's able to sound the make the craziest things sound reasonable.
1: I think this is another moment that is really really enhanced by the Clone Wars, because take it in context of Clone Wars, this is not just Palpatine sweet talking Anakin a little bit, so to speak. This is Palpatine putting some of the finishing touches on three or more years of hardcore manipulation of manipulating anakin into not trusting the jedi of manipulating anakin into letting himself just in, in manipulating anakin into justifying giving into his his worst impulses giving into the dark side in the uh in the worst ways
0: yeah absolutely um it, it, it's yeah. Uh, Palpatine's manipulations in this film are perfect. They hit every mark they they're supposed to. Um, it's it it works. It just works so well. Um, there are three more memes in this section um, after Dooku's death. Um, Obi Wan and Anakin run into some ratios. Wait, how did wait a minute, how did this happen? With Maza than this? Apparently not. Um and then of course two General Reeves lines. Ah uh, yes! The negotiator! General Kenobi! And of course, <laughs> your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just packed. And going back to, I wanna go back to the ray shield for a minute is this just obi is this just anakin like like trolling obi-wan does he have a reason why anakin being anakin and obi-wan being obi-wan all of a sudden anakin like,
0: is i say preaching. patience. I, I all say of a patience.
1: sudden he's the one preaching patience is there did, what did what did you think about that, I, I, think that. I think there might be a little bit of trolling.
0: i think there might be a bit of trolling honestly i could see that yeah um uh i gotta say I want to talk about General Grievous. I really, I really do want to talk about General Grievous because I am a huge Grievous fan. Um, to the delight of Devor, I know. To the disgust of Alden Diaz, because I know Alden doesn't like Grievous. Um, I agree with most of Alden's opinions. That's not one of them. Sorry, uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, two thousand three Clone Wars Grievous is great. As we've discussed, three uh, D animated Clone Wars Grievous kind of sucks. 2000, uh, 2005 Revenge of the Sith Grievous is perfect in every single Good. way. I think, I think he's not overly cartoony, but like he's just as intimidating as he needs to be. He's mustache twirling a little bit, but he gets shit done. I I I I mean, like I I really like. I love that he can be so intimidating and then we can hear Mace Wing go, General Grievous will run and hide as he always does. He's a coward that way.
1: Yeah. Um, I wish they'd make him a little bit more like uh two thousand two I wish they'd make him a little bit more like Tartakovsky Clone Wars.
0: I get that. Grievous, I guess think-
1: to be honest. I think we could have used some of that badassery in that moment. It just every time the every time a villain kind of pulls that escape card, it doesn't it's not the worst. It's not the end of the world to me, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel great as I'm. I get as, that. I'm, as I'm getting into this movie. It kind of. It always feels a little bit anticlimactic.
0: For me, here's why I I guess I like I, I like where Greaves is at in here, and this is actually co- going going into one of my biggest flaws with *Friends of the Sith*, and, you know, it feels like for every action sequence in this movie. They presented the action sequence to George, and he's like, "Great, just make it twenty five percent bigger." There's yeah. an over the top factor to this, where it just feels like, okay, we're not just gonna have Anakin. We want to say the Chancellor, but we're gonna have them do it in a ship that that literally splits in half, and then knocks over a tower as it crashes below on fire and it's epic and all that kind of stuff and i'm like okay but we do we really need this like it gets to a point where all of this ridiculous like hyperbole gets a little ridiculous you know what i mean yeah Um, a little bit uh by the way speaking of um of uh abandoning ship memes, uh we got three more memes. uh we uh, the one i was talking to you earlier about time to abandon ship um, and of course, Obi-Wan's two, clip, two quips, um, not to worry, we are still flying half a ship, and another happy landing. Oh, actually, two other ones, when they're talking, uh, afterwards, oh no, I'm not brave enough for politics, and hold on, this operation was, this whole operation was your idea, and of course, the infamous, no no no, that business on Kate and Moodya doesn't, doesn't, doesn't count. Um... But what else do you got for this um, part of Revenge of the Sith, Jacob, after um, after Grievous escapes?
1: Um, I love the death-defying stunts. It was a part that I didn't really remember from the last time I watched it, but I loved it. Um, I think um, that the descent of the Invisible Hand is thrilling. Um, the two meme lines, obviously, the one-two punch. Um, the amazing duel with the Magna Guards. Um, but I mean, I think one thing that that stood out to me about... Um, the one thing that stood out to me about the, the landing of the Invisible Hand and the way Obi-Wan reacted to it, the way people reacted to it, I think the Clone Wars makes us take some of Anakin's heroics for granted. Yeah. But I think this amazing ship landing... I think it's kind of a reminder coming out of that of the of like the reason that Anakin has a near mythical status among the, the hero public. with no fear. Yeah, the hero with no fear among the Jedi, why he's held in so high regard. The reason he faces so much pressure. The reason that Palpatine can stroke his ego so much. The reason he has so much leeway to commit war crimes and do all kinds of crazy shit. It's because half of what he pulls off is simply unreal you know the way obi-wan's like kind of seeding that he's the hero he's saying no you're the hero dude yeah you 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 rescued me you rescued palpatine you fought off dooku um single you killed dooku single-handedly all while i can you like escaped while carrying me on your back etc like i think it's a great example of I, i think again it kind of gets a little bit lost in the clone wars of just how tremendous Anakin's skill truly is and just what a prodigy he really is. And that I think I, I think I think everything makes a little bit more sense and flows a little bit more satisfyingly when we really kind of see, oh, like 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 Anakin's kind of just he's kind of just on a level all on his own in terms of people fighting in the Clone Wars
0: yeah um no I I totally agree with Anakin's like mythical status above among everyone and all that kind of stuff yeah. um I I will say this um my last note is uh for this episode is about that time on canon <laughs> yeah. we finally got it we finally we got did. the reference that we have sure been talking about on the Galaxy for years um uh, I hear also that Mike Chen uh, is uh, he's the author of that new b- book Brotherhood which follows Anakin and Obi-Wan right after Attack of the Clones um, is writing in that book about that time on canon of um, now if we can get a Star Wars writer um, to write about the swarm of venomites on Draboon from Voyage of Temptation that's going to be our <laughs> ultimate victory but I'm not going to aim too high right now um that's fine uh yeah um that's it actually that's that's all i got so far have you got anything else
1: um that's pretty much it um one thing uh in legends the the scene where the shuttle is landing um the scene where the the shuttle with anakin Nobion in it is landing at the at the senate hangars um in Legends, you uh, there's a there's a small there's a small shot with a with a a very far off YT thirteen hundred freighter. You can too. It's still there. A very certain YT thirteen hundred freighter that's still there. I can't confirm this for Canon, yeah. but I know that in Legends, that was the Millennium Falcon under yeah. previous uh, name and ownership. I'm not sure if that is the case in Canon though.
0: I'm not sure if it's the case in canon. It is actually I, wait
1: no, it's not the case in canon because uh, the mandibles at this point the it would have been lando the, the 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 escape pod would have still been there. They wouldn't have had the cargo mandibles.
0: That's true. Yeah. Um, so
1: I think only in legends, unfortunately. Yeah. But again, but just another. It looks like the
0: falcons. Games. Yeah. That is going to be it for this episode of Star Wars in the Galaxy. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for uh, for coming back. We're gonna be back for good now. Um. Uh, hope you didn't miss us too much. Uh. Next week. Uh. We are going to be continuing on the Siege of Mandalore, Revenge of the Sith train. We are going to be watching the twenty-five minute mark of Sith to the fifty-minute and nineteen-second mark, and then we're going to be watching the second episode of the Siege of Mandalore, The Phantom Apprentice. Um. Is what's going to happen. Uh. In the meantime, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram uh, at in a galaxy pod and at star wars in the galaxy respectively listen to us on anchor spotify google podcasts um a- anywhere you listen to your podcasts we'll be there if we're not email us at swinagalaxy at gmail.com follow my personal twitter account at ogfan 327 uh and oh please leaving a, please leave a five-star rating or review if you can it really does help our visibility but i think until then may the force be with you Always.